words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome. We thank you, oh God, for your grace and your power over us. That the words we bring, bring you worship. That every meditation of our heart bring you honor. Let our words be like psalm unto you. Receive our worship this day. Receive our words. Receive our speaking, O oh God. We love you, O oh God. We thank you. Let's pray in the Spirit for a moment. If you can pray in the Spirit, just pray in the Spirit. Make us stand We connect to the grace that is in you. We connect to your heavenly power, your might in our midst. We yield ourselves to you. We declare that we are yours. We declare that we are yours. We receive your mercy. Receive your love. Receive your strength, O oh God. Reach out with your love and your power over us, O oh God. Take us to a new place, O oh God, of grace and glory. Plant us firmly upon the ground of your truth. Make us your people, O oh God. So we come, O oh God, just as we are before you, O oh God. And your holiness will distillate upon us, O oh God, as we look upon you. As we look upon you, we will become that which we see, O oh God. As we gaze upon you, we will journey out of imperfection into you. As we gaze upon you, our very carnal nature will be transformed. 
that like Christ we will change from glory to glory. Like you said, that if those who look in the, in the glass viewing the glory of God shall be changed into the same image from glory to glory. That we will transport ourselves by your power. That the Holy Spirit will energize us to be transported from where we are to where we should be in you. Cause us to journey our God. Cause us to go forth from carnal to spiritual. Cause us to go from weak to strong. Cause us to go from imperfect to perfection. Cause us to journey forward in you. Cause us to journey, oh God, that the weakest of us will become strong. And the broken ones among us will become healed. And the power of our God will become real in the community of your believers. And your strength will be real. Your strength will be real. For your name is holy. We look upon him who is holy and will become what we see in the spirit in the name of Jesus amen and amen and amen let all the church say amen How are you doing? How are you doing? That question is actually supposed to go inside your spirit. You're almost supposed to close your eyes to answer that kind of question. How are you doing? You know, it's like a soul searching question. Um, this morning, we're just going to share about something to live for. Something to live for. Or something to die for something to die for or something to live for like we put we posted on Instagram do you have something that you can die for do you have something in your world I don't know for some of us is is our families you know our kids our parents for some of us, it's our, it's our boyfriends. You, you've given your all to this enterprise. For some of us, it's our, it's our business. Our business is so intense. We paid such a big price to get it to where it is. We almost can die for it. So a man has to die for something. Let me fall hard on this one. You know something to live for the same thing that is worth dying for incidentally is the same thing that is worth living for what is worth dying for is worth living for that's my first note I want you to write down what is worth dying for is <laughs> worth living for something to tweet as well What is worth dying for is worth living for. So let's read Philippians chapter 1, verse 21 together. For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Paul was saying, For him to live, for to him to live is Christ, and to die is gain. 
That's a pretty intense statement to make, don't you think? Like, if I live, it's Christ. If I die, so be it. Like, it's beneficial. It's, it's great for me to die. I don't know that there are many of us who are as strong as Paul, as Paul is yet. But this is, this is his position. Like, somebody had a gun. Somebody had a gun to your neck and say, okay, live or die. Do you understand? He was ready. He says, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Let's start out by this story. Um, there's, a, there's a town in Japan called Iwo Jima. Um, and the Americans wanted to use it as an Air Force base during the World War. But the Japanese has dug in U.S. troops on February 19, 1945, a month of fighting that claimed 6,800 Americans and 21,000 Japanese. On the feet of the battle, the Marines, the American Marines captured the mountain and mounted this flag. This flag you see. It's actually a live picture from that, from that event. This one is a very popular photo. You know, and the guy won, won a prize because it wasn't just, it was this marshy grounds, this whole turbulent thing just signified how desperate the condition was. It was as if the life of this maybe 27,000 people was under this flag. Do you understand? So it wasn't just a flag. When you look on the outside, what you see is a flag flying. But actually, it's 27,000 people that that flag represents. Just like a, a piece of cloth flying, but it represents the lives of 27,000 people because that's, that's the prize for this flag to be mounted. So when you see the flag of Nigeria, it's not the fabric. It's not the cost of the fabric anymore. It becomes the energy that was, this place was hard hard fought for and acquired what is hard fought for and acquired now becomes represented in that flag and in one of the names of, of god is called jehovah nisi jehovah nisi you know what that means the lord our banner every battle in your life has been fought and won by the lord and he is your jehovah nisi if you believe it say amen so every time when you pray that prayer and you call God Jehovah Nisi, what you're declaring is that God, you fought the battle over my life and you've won the victory. So you are my Jehovah Nisi. Sometimes we don't know what angels have to do to defend our lives. Some of us are very rough and reckless, right? You know, the angels have to fight to get us back together in one piece and some of us were on the fast lane to hell we're going so fast we're going to arrive hell so fast but then Jehovah Nisi came and fought over us and caught us and brought us into the place where his banner is now flying over us it's like this is somebody I won this is someone I paid a price for this is someone I rescued. This is someone. So when you say Jehovah Nisi, you have to say it with a sense of gravitas. Because God fought a battle over you and won. So why do people make wars? Albert Einstein and Sigmund Freud, they had a conversation in 1932. 
and they were saying that despite this advance in modern science at 1932 the issue of war or life and death has remained unsolvable this is in the days of Albert Einstein and Sigmund Freud they were the two leading one was the philosophical luminary one was the scientific luminary and these people were talking to themselves saying this philosophical question about life and death and whether you take somebody's life or not this question has been here for a long time you know sometimes when we listen to Boko Haram blow up people we think like this only now that people are talking about death but actually if you ask yourself in the in the dark ages they used to feed men to lions they used to feed people to, to, to hyenas and stuff like that. Those kind of practices existed. So I asked a friend of mine, I said to him, do you think mankind is more wicked then or now? What do you guys think? <laughs> you see, do, do, do you guys understand how that, that makes you think, like really think? Has man advanced? Are we so advanced that we don't kill each other anymore? No, it's, it's the same. Man has remained consistently wicked <laughs> in the way. The whole idea of sacrificing and fighting a war is to sacrifice present comfort for future glory. People think like, if I can just wait a bit, if I can just hold back a bit, then I can get something at the end. And this is true. Whatever you plant will now lead to something. The Bible says, he who goes forth carrying precious seed, weeping will doubtless come back rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. What does that mean? Every time you want to plant a new business, it's hard. Say it's hard. Every time you want to begin a new process, it's hard. Say it's hard. Every time you want to journey forward, it's hard. You're going, as it were, against the grain. You're swimming against the tide. You now need to convince people that you are competent to do the job. You need to convince people that you know what you're talking about. You need to convince your team. Your strategy is good. Even you fight outside the organization and get the deal into the organization between sales and engineering, the quarrel begins. How many of you have tech organizations? Sales is one part. She says, oh, okay, we can do it, we can do it. We can make that code, we can make it work. Engineering is like, no, 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 you're promising too much. You promise too much. Fraught. Every forward advance is challenged because, because people don't want to sacrifice present convenience of future glory. But have you ever seen a team? Have you ever seen a team that sacrifices present comfort do you get my idea i'm trying to say the team that sacrifices present comfort will definitely get future glory maturity is the ability to delay gratification i repeat maturity is the ability to delay gratification you want to lie down one extra hour Maturity is the, is, the, is the ability to tell yourself, I lie down tomorrow. I lie down one, that one extra hour, I do it next year. You put, you put a lean on yourself. That's maturity. Maturity is actually about deferring pleasure. 
your knowledge of maturity depends on how much pleasure you can defer somebody is saying rubbish to you like total rubbish rubbish like bad rubbish you know what what i mean like and everything inside of you whoa you know like you feel empowered you feel like energized to just give them back a little piece of your mind Maturity is the ability to hold it in. Yeah, rain it in. Oh. Yeah. Some of you know this thing. <laughs> God wants us to live by dying. I repeat, God after me, let him deny himself take up his cross daily daily and follow me follow do you know God's way is simple to do it is the hard thing we don't we don't we're not confused about what God wants all of generally know what God wants right I have so much to say I don't have time for for the story I wanted to tell <laughs> What are the things people die for? Fame. Reputation. Money. Thing. Like 50 Cent said, get rich or die trying. Things. Cars, houses, comforts, glory. Nation, honor, and accolade. These are the things people die for. This movie released in 2014 has the world's biggest record of this use of swear words it has 500 actually and 66 fu inside one movie an average of 2.81 that's about three fu words in one minute through the length of the movie it has the guinness world record record buried in one film Why is this important? This movie glorified fortune by greed. Be greedy, play the system, game the law, get on top. Be greedy, game the system, and still get on top. And then pay the law when the law wants to catch up with you. Pay the law and stay on top. No movie has done this as much as The Wolf of Wall Street. understand it has the pinnacle record for canality and what human beings want to be and do so this is actually about fame about money this that's, that's about money this is about fame growing followers this young lady actually died after taking this photo this is the tower of Hong I think it is a tower. I can't remember where this tower is. This is a Hong Kong tower or something like that. She, she plunged from this thing. It's almost a hundred feet, a hundred floors up. And all she did was just trying to grow Instagram followers. Fame. Fame. What would people do for followers? Can you see where it's standing? Can you see, can you see the tallest building in the city next to her? See these tall buildings. See where ground is. That, this photo doesn't even do it justice. 
it's down like down down this you see a car like a speck somewhere down there you climb to the highest just generate it's like maybe adrenaline junkie just for the biggest high you know i just taking a look at this and seeing how many people have jumped from you know there's another chinese guy who who, who died also from if he fell from the 64th, 64th floor people and his own he said he wants to do it to raise money for his parents is that something to die for is that something you would like to die for taking risk so that the world will pay you attention many men don't do this and what they are doing everything they are doing is to get themselves attention you don't have to climb a building before you're trying to get attention and, and, and buy followers why do people remove their clothes and, and, and take the phone why getting followers at the end what are you selling to get followers yeah well money ritual I saw all the photos I tried to get a photo I could use that was decent there was none the people with their with their bowels flowing out people with, with parts of so the photos you have on the internet for money ritual you know I had a friend in, in Aberdeen. I went to him, I said to him, oh, my goodness. I want to ask you about, because of that day we were, we were talking about uh, Masons. I was asking him, like, do you think like, there are people who are Masons? Do you think like there's occultism in, do you think like there are people who are Masons in uh, Aberdeen? He said, oh yeah, I'm a Mason. I'm like, what? You are? Your, your name, your name is brother, you know, like, well, your name is Brother Emmanuel. You go to church, you say, yeah, <laughs> yes. All Masons believe in God. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. So why are you a Mason? What do you need that God can give you? He said, like, it's a fraternity, it's a brotherhood. And we have the obligation to answer each other first before we answer everybody else. I said, but it's dark and dirty. He said, oh, well, Africans make everything spooky. Said, By the virtue of this, it's global. You have blood sacrifice and all these kind of things. You have degrees you rise by the virtue of the sacrifice you make. He said, well, everybody in the world is amazing. Obama is amazing. Oh, oh, New York, uh, sorry, yeah, the will of Nisha is amazing. New person, he just started calling names. The people who he said they're masons. I was shocked. And you have to belong to the club to make money. A friend of mine recently told me a story about how to establish a throne, somebody went and took a two-day-old baby and had the baby killed. Two-day-old baby. What has that got to do with power? We'll do what we're talking about. I want, I'm slowing this down so you guys can get what people do, what people die to get. One of it is money. Because these are Nigerian soldiers who passed away defending the nation from Boko Haram right and for whatever reason actually every day we're sitting here people are dying dying for whatever reason 
what will you die for? What should take your life? I know we're young and sometimes we don't think about death. But this week, I think that lady we buried was, was she, was she up to 30? Was she 32, 33, 36? no guarantee and God has no problem with anybody dying at any age forget that religious thing that God did anywhere in the Bible apart from the patriarchs but not all of them even grew old right you know Rachel died in, in childbirth I can tell you the names of but especially let's go to the disciples of Jesus Christ whom we are modeling this season after none of them died a natural death they were nailed to the cross upside down they were cut in two they were cut into with saws and guillotine they were broken they were stoned to death right let's read this book of acts chapter 7 verse 44 to 8 you want to switch oh yeah no okay so who can read it for us and after this we show the video Who's going to read this scripture for us? Who has a very good reading voice? Okay. Okay. Acts 7.44 Our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness as he appointed, instructing Moses to make it according to the pattern he had seen, which our fathers, having received it in return, also bought brought with Joshua into the land possessed by the Gentiles, whom God drove out before the face of our fathers until the days of David, who found favor before God and asked to find a dwelling place, a dwelling for God, for the God of Jacob. But Solomon built him a house. 48. However, the Most High does not dwell in temples made with hands, as the prophet says, Heaven is my throne, this of earth is my footstool. What house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Has my hand not made all these things? You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers did not persecute? And they killed those who foretold of the coming of the just one, of whom you have now become the betrayers and murderers who have received the law by the direction of angels and have not kept it. 54. When they heard these things, they were caught to the heart and they gnashed at him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing in the right hand of God then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears and ran at him with worn their clothes. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man called Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said, at the time 
a great persecution arose against the church which was at Jerusalem and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except for except the apostles and devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him as for Saul he made havoc of the church for Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes, and the multitudes with one accord, heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed, and the lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. This is the story we're reading today about how Stephen just spoke the truth. Spoke the truth and then was stoned to death. And what he was saying, what was lying in what he was saying? It's nothing, it's nothing not non-factual. Your fathers resisted the Holy Spirit. Do you know, the main problem we have is not that the Holy Spirit is not working. Is that we're not giving him room. The main, the main problem we have in the body of Christ is not that God doesn't want to touch people, but it's just that we love what we love and we want to keep what we love. So we're not opening up to the Holy Spirit to work inside of us. So you have Christians who go to church for many years, but they've never permitted the Holy Spirit to work in them. I don't want to shout and preach today. I just want to talk. Because sometimes the shouting and preaching just hypes up people and then when they go home, they still have nothing inside of them. I want to just talk today. Are you open to the Holy Spirit of God about what God wants to do in your life? Or do you love what you love and you just want God to endorse what you love? God has set his standards and said, this is the journey. God who created you has defined what your life should be about. But we actually draw a map and say, okay, God, I will go to church anytime I can. Church is not do or die. Yeah? I'll go to church 10, 11, 12. I'll go to church. I just, I'm struggling with many things. So, we are not when we can. I submit to you that many of you don't even have the sense of commitment to God that you have for your job in terms of honoring him I'm not even talking about coming to church in terms of honoring him your job makes promotion change your job makes you happier faster a promotion changes the day around you approval of man makes the whole world of difference to you and what is spiritual, you can't feel, you can't touch. A word from God means nothing to some of us. Right? Done. And God is done with that kind of Christianity. God is done. And God is drawing a line today in today's Christianity. God is writing a list. Let's say he's writing a list. You know, in school, they write a list of late commas. God is writing a list of all the people who will go with him. And the Bible says it this way. It says, nevertheless, the foundation of the Lord stands sure. The Lord knows those who are his, who will go on a journey with him. We will all come to church, but some of us will not amount to anything big in God. It's not a curse. 
is just a dividing line because those who who take every pleasure who embrace every joy who refuse to learn anything who refuse to take on the government of god who reject the holy spirit who the holy spirit is consist consistently toiling to get across those people somehow reaches a point when god begins to say my spirit shall not always strive with man with third chance endless love of god how many of you will say that god hasn't given you a second chance a third chance a fourth chance a, a fifth chance a tenth chance a hundred chance god has given us chance after chance opportunity after opportunity and what is god asking us for die for me and spoke those words the bible says they were caught to the heart and they gnashed their teeth at him they like grinding their national means grinding their teeth like oh my god the guy so infuriated him they dragged him out of the city and had him killed and buried him in, in a heap of stones right there why and do you know the biggest problem is actually not the unbelievers who are in the world sometimes the unbelievers actually respect god more than the believers who are in the church unbelievers when you when you I remember you bring unbelievers and you say to them, oh, let me pray with you. You see them, they put their hands together. You go into a pious vision. Oh my God, they're praying. But believers have this familiarity with the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit is whispering, do you want to be with me today? No, Holy Spirit. Can I teach you some things today? No, I'm not in the mood. Can I be with you? Can I show you? And our journey of growth is stunted because we are constantly resisting the Holy Spirit. And that's what Stephen was saying to these people. You resist the Holy Spirit. They were the Sanhedrin. They were the tribe of leaders. They were the biggest people in the church. But they resisted the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been speaking to their hearts. But they never had them. Could it be that we are so monolithic? in what we expect God to do and how God to, is supposed to be that even when God is speaking new things we can't hear him because we're set in our ways are we going to be the people who are going to be open towards God what was Stephen doing he was actually coming to tell the people open your hearts to God repent and be converted but if we were not ready and before then, we must understand that the atmosphere, Steve, and said there is this has been created by Saul. Saul goes around inciting the Jews and said there is this fake sect, there is these people calling themselves Christian. And at the time when they were killing him, he saw they gathered all their clothes. And then after that, persecution broke out. You understand? Against him. What is the gospel of the kingdom? They are about the kingdom of the gospel of the kingdom we preach many gospels but many times we don't preach the gospel of the kingdom we preach the gospel of you know there's a gospel of the nice to have what well, i do that gospel leadership success principles um these are fringe benefits of being a christian what are the other ones financial these things we preach but they're not the gospel of christ they're not the gospel of the kingdom the gospel of the kingdom which the early disciples preached was called the kerygma as we go back in the book of Acts, we begin to see what is the gospel? What is the gospel? What is the message we preach? Of course, God wants to bless us. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed be God, the, telling you, 
you are blessed is telling you the obvious isn't it obvious that God has blessed you from, from saving you from darkness and bringing you into light you're already blessed you're not going to be blessed you're already blessed no one can bless you more than you've already been blessed you even carry the DNA of blessing as you follow after God you unlock blessing so say I am blessed say it, I mean it say I am blessed yes you are blessed and that is not the gospel that is a fringe benefit of the gospel the gospel number one Jesus says if you will come after me deny yourself take up yourself what are you denying yourself of what are you walking away from what is legitimately yours you could take that you are laying down if you don't have anything like that you are actually not following Christ everything is just about convenience you go when you like you do when you like when the Holy Spirit tells you share with this person you're not in the mood when the Holy Spirit tells you it's stand up time for us to pray when the Holy Spirit says I've given you the gift you are a prophet unto me rise up and pray for the city you have no strength you have no desire when you lose that connection of following after the Holy Spirit you lose the power that should be yours but actually what God was said there are many distractions of tech right social media you know many things to see you wake up from morning till night there is a lot of content like over over two to five million videos are added to YouTube and Instagram every single day how much time do you have in one day to watch five million videos so you're gonna knock yourself out in any space you look out for content before they used to say content is king remember 10 years ago they used to say content is king yeah make guys remember that but today discrimination of content is king the person who will get anything done in their life will be the person who knows how to discriminate immerse themselves in that is power today power today is to rise up and to hold back a territory of sanity is to create an oasis of power is to create a circle, a community of people who are powerful. Is to create it. Follow after God. Follow those who through faith and patience take hold of the promise. Number three, stand. Don't flip flop. Everybody today is falling and rising. And what are they saying? Is by the grace of God we are standing. Do not judge. Do not judge. How many of you heard that do not judge message? Don't judge me. Don't judge bad not judgmental God already saved me from being judgmental but if you're doing bad it's bad I will tell you it's bad yeah bad is bad I'm not being judgmental I'm just telling you that you did bad right take a stand what do you stand for don't flip flop on everything you're just going around well actually you know no don't flip flop take a stand number three number four love 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 is hard do you understand love is work so it's easier for us to preach against the people who are offended and ask them are you offended why are you offended rather than love you don't need to preach that message if you're really loving guess what will happen you stir up an atmosphere of love People will know you care. People will genuinely see that you have a heart for them. When you love, you don't even need to see. And guess what? Everybody 
reciprocates true love. If you really love people, people will open themselves up to you. I've I think I'm one of the recipients of most love ever. God, when God taught me how to love, God started teaching me how to love people. It's unbelievable. He started teaching me how to be present in people's world. What I get back in love is unbelievable. How people send me messages at the when anything is going to flip in my life, somebody will see it first. You understand? People have seen all types of visions. You understand? Even when God is with you, to me, people will see it first and tell me, oh, we saw this vision of this temptation. Stand strong. God is with you. We're praying for you. Quietly, people are praying for me. It's not because I'm a pastor. It's actually because God taught me how to love. Can I ask you a question? Do you love? Who do you love? Receiving is that how would you look out for? Love is not about receiving, it's actually about giving. Do you understand? It's about giving. Who do you give to? Who do you give your love to? I'm not talking about boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. Loving. Loving with a wholesomeness than what you can get. Love. God is not changing that topic over the church. Whatever is not done in love is not okay. Love doesn't seek. When I preach a message on love and let's love each other, let's be the church, let's be community. After, after a while, three people are at the back of the church waiting for me. Pastor, I want to see you. I say, yes, I'm here now. No, I want to see you personally. So the pastor, uh, you know, I haven't eaten today. You know, I gave all my money in the offering. And there was once a guy who came to a church where I was pastoring. But at the end of the service, he came to meet me and said, Pastor, I don't have any money. Can you give me some money? I looked at the guy. I said, Why are you begging? Why are you begging? The guy said, he was, he was lost like no, nobody ever asked him that kind of question. Why are you begging? Like I said to him, look at everything God did in your life. Why do you reduce yourself to start begging? Look, you, look at the kind of man that you are. Do you think this begging is glorifying God? Say, so come, let me pray for you. I say, lay my hands. So, Lord, I cast out the spirit of begging on this man. God is such a disgrace to your name that upon all the gifts and talents you give to this guy, I cannot make any one of them work. He has to resort to begging. Forgive him in Jesus' name. Lord, begin a new journey in his life. Stir him up to work that which is good with his hands. Stir him up to work. Inspire him. Bring him strong ideas. Bring him power, oh God. Save him from begging in Jesus' name. The guy scream, Amen. And guess what? That was the last day. The guy who used to go from church to church. Love is strong. Love is not flip-flop. What you guys think? It's not about giving you a little dash. It's not. Love is transformative. Love reforms and takes that which is broken and causes something to come alive around it. Love gives birth. And the gospel of Christ is the gospel that God cares about you so much. 
He doesn't want to leave you in that broken place where you are. He wants you to journey forward. Say forward. Yours may not be begging for money. But yours may be that you like people to pity you. You like people to pay your attention. Now, the in thing is mental health. Don't get me wrong. I wrote an e-book about mental health, cultivating mental strength. I believe some people really are going through stuff. But now it's, it's an AFA, AFA kind of world. Pity me, you know, like, you know, we're going through mental pressure. Nobody knows what journey anybody's going through. So be more kind to the people. Of course, I'm saying we should love. So you, you, I need you guys to get the spirit of what I'm saying. That you can easily get yourself into a pity party situation where all you want is for people to pity you constantly, pity you, pity you, pity you. And you don't. You don't raise yourself up. You don't lift up yourself. Jesus, I've given you strength. Say, no, I don't have strength. So listen, I've given you strength. Rise up, Justin. Rise up. And you say you don't have strength. Don't listen. I've strengthened you. Go forward. Go forward. Take big things. Take them in my name. Build things. I've strengthened you. Don't stay. Don't stay down. God loves you so much. He doesn't want to leave you where you are. He doesn't want to leave you there. He loves you. He wants you to journey. But you can never journey except you believe Him. Except you open up your heart. Except you receive His love. And except you give His love. The more you give love, the more love comes back to you. Is there anyone here looking for love? The way to get love is to give love. The more you give love, the more you receive love. Repeat after me. sister I just want to preach to you this morning are you leaving are you leaving look for someone no look for someone preach this to someone say are you leaving are you alive I don't know I don't know but are you leaving are you leaving you feel like you're alive not just breathing not just breathing not just eating a bar no are you alive Express life. Wake up. Strengthen yourself. Build yourself. Lift yourself up from the ground. Raise yourself from the place where you fall. Go forward. Live. The gospel is for people who are alive. How can people know that God is alive in you if you're always down? How can people know the power of God inside of you if you're always falling? How can people know that God is at work in your life if you have no grace, no glory, no freshness? Live, live, says the Spirit of God. It's time for people to wake up and live in the glory that God has provided. This is how we show the world that the of salvation is inside of us. This is how we show the world that God is working inside of us. 
that regardless of what we go through it doesn't take us down and regardless of what we are seeing we are not broken by it that even poor we are making people rich and even distress we are causing people to come alive and even when we go through adversity the grace of God is working in our inside and that you have something to give and that you never know what is inside of you until you pick up the phone and ring up someone and you have something to give do not wallow do not just spoil do not just eat. do not just draw people into the circle of your pity party rise up in the grace of Yahweh for you have something to give the gospel is about people who are alive it's about people who rejoice it's about people who know their God God doesn't want you to just die he wants you to live the gospel is something to live for we always used to think that the gospel is something to die for yes but today what God is asking Lagos Christians to do live for me that's what the gospel is about live for me live for me live for me can you live for Christ how do you live for Christ number one faith faith Jude 3 I wanted to write to you about the common salvation which we share but I made all diligence to write to you that you earnestly fight for the faith fight to be in faith fight to wake up in the morning in faith before the night goes when you go to sleep at night fight to that in the morning when you wake up there will be faith around you contend for faith because when the devil comes there's only one thing he wants to steal guess what he wants to tell you is God really real this Christianity are you among them all these people are calling God God you too are you calling God God are you really a Christian so what do you do fight say fight I say I fight oh I can't hear you he said, you need you need to you need to say I fight he says say I fight yeah you fight how do you fight he says I'm full of faith I'm full of power you speak I'm full of faith I'm full of power I'm full of the glory of God the power of God is at work in me. I believe in you, Lord. That's how you fight for faith. Before you speak this word, something on your inside will start coming up, coming up, coming up. Fight for the faith. Fight for the faith. Fight to be in faith. Fight to be full of it. Don't just accept what the devil is dangling over you. Fight to be full of faith and more men. Fight for it. And guess what? This is a skill which more and more men are lacking and a lot more women are ahead of the men in fighting for the faith. I speak to you all men here, fight for your faith. Fight that. You know what they will tell us as men? What do they tell us as men? Well, let the women go and pray. Let the men go and hustle. Yeah, let's walk. It's in our walk that we show our faith. Yes and no. If you are walking, and there is no resolve inside of you and there is no belief in you what are you going to get? God you need to rise up in faith the men need to rise up in believing God if you are a man God is speaking to you rise up and believe fight for the faith number two stand up stand up you know you understand it love I said it witness witness is the ability to share your faith Many of us we say like, it's my life that we see. No. Jesus preached. All the early apostles preached. 
okay well they didn't live in the 21st century but the bible says preach the word be instant in season and out of season repent rebuke with all long suffering and patience preach the word preach preach and the last one is model now some of us will say like where people will see my life and they will see the glory of god in my life meanwhile your character is so bad <laughs> the glory of god is not at home in your life you see how you fought your boss the other day you nearly slapped him pushed him all the way and he hit his back on the wall right where's the glory of god in that day you're not different from someone who is controlled by anger so you're not a model for god you know the mother see you and say you don't match up you don't match up can you model christ can you be like christ are you going to always act actually i was provoked have you heard that i was provoked he made me provoke i just provoke You won't be able to model Christ all the time. So sometimes you open your mouth and speak about him. Do you understand? But how much better it would be if you spoke about what you modeled. You are the epitome of the grace of God. People can see love in you. You love people without being sloppy, without being greasy. You care for people. You are kind. And then you speak. How powerful is that? Do it all. Don't stop short. This is actually the standard of God. And many churches have given up on preaching this message. I think it was one pastor telling another pastor that um, the pastors said, like, won't you tell them the truth? Ah, it's too late to tell church people the truth. That's not what they want to hear. It's too late to tell the truth. Pastors telling another person that it's too late to tell the church the truth. So the pastors preach. On the basis of what's in the congregation so on the basis of how they are introduced somebody will come and say this is a mighty man of god he used to work a lot of miracles he's a mighty man of god he has come to visit us all the way from lagos nigeria he has arrived in this city he wants to preach to us the gospel of miraculous when they put you in that spot and they say you are preaching a miraculous gospel what will you do you pick up the mic and say oh the holy spirit told me someone at the back that is a fringe benefit of the gospel that is not the gospel miracles are fringe benefits of the gospel healing are fringe benefits of the gospel we will take the gospel the bible says bless the lord oh my soul bless the lord and forget none of all his benefits we take all the benefits but let's not forget what it is that it is first before we go for the benefits the stake and this guy prophesied that you today you're you're you're, you're burning hey what do you say well you're burning i, I tweeted about it and, and, well he was more or less saying this me you're burning now you're going to see something better than me in a hundred and two years later but luther came and did the reformation because they burned him because he was saying that everything the Catholic Church was doing was not in step with the Word of God. He took a stand. 
here's where I want us to round up this morning. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Separate me, Barnabas, and Saul, for the work wherein I have called them. There's a call of God upon your life. Wherever you go in the world, God is calling you to be something and to do something. God is calling you to a radical life of following Him. And God wants to birth ministries out of here. God wants to start new works out of this church. God wants to energize some people here who are called to go back and begin to do stuff. But it has to be birthed in the spirit. It's time for birthing. It's time for us to pray as a church until the glory of God comes. It's time for us to step forward into what God has in store for us. Everyone can die for Christ. But the call today is to live. To live for Christ. You need to live for Christ. The gospel of the kingdom is something to live for. This is actually, if you go to heaven, God is not saying, I'm looking for 20 billionaires to bless on the earth. God is saying the earth is lost and needs redemption. I'm looking for aggressive lovers who are going to go out to the ends, the hills and the valleys. Hype is about the restoration of God's grace in the lives of people. And God is looking for people who are going to, whose hearts are going to be like his heart. So one more time before we go, preach to the person next to you and say to them, do you have a heart of God? Do you feel anything inside of you? Is there any compassion inside of you? Do you know, do you guys know that, do you guys know that there are 7.8 billion people in the world and God will hold, do you know that the omniscience are alive for the 7.8 billion people on the earth? Do you know that the unbelievers in our city, Lagos, Jara was sharing with me the other day, Lagos, it's not up to 1.5 million people that goes to church on Sunday morning. While we're busy trying to take members from one church to another church, it's not up to 1.5 million. Where are the other 16 million Lagosians? Where are they? Where are they right now as we're here? Where are they? Do you care that these people are going to go to hell? not all of them are not serving God by not you are lost and far away from God what are you going to do about it are you going to go back to your cushy life and just live for yourself are you going to live for bigger Stephen saw this thing and began to live for more and if you read on to chapter 8 you now began to see what happened once Stephen died great persecution broke out against the church and the people went everywhere and they started to preach. What did they start to do? They started to preach. They started to say repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. They went everywhere declaring the gospel. They went everywhere preaching. Stephen was sown as a seed. 
for the expansion of the gospel. And once Stephen died, the went time, the whole of Asia began to receive the gospel because the Christians who went out everywhere they went out, they went about preaching, telling the people, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This Jesus Christ is the Son of God. There's no salvation in any other name apart from the name of Jesus Christ. Well, rise up and let the grace of God inspire you today. There is no salvation anywhere. There is no hope for mankind in any other name. No principles of the world will save mankind. No ideologies pushed forward will deliver mankind. No nice planning will save man. Nothing in this world will satisfy anyone. Salvation is in no other name but the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the salvation for all men. And I speak to you even as believers that you carry this idea in your heart that you have something to give. That you have something to give. That you have something to bring. And even as God has given heaven life, every door you open, every system you engage with, every place you connect to, every family member you meet, there is a power in you. There is a gift in you. There is an earnest in you of the Holy Spirit. And God wants you to dispense that which you carry. God wants you to carry forward that which is born in you. God wants you to take forward the gospel of the kingdom. Stop choosing lesser agendas. Stop choosing small, small things. There is something to die for. There is even greater stuff to live for. To live is Christ. To die is gain. To live is Christ. To die is gain. Where Stanabas said, My life will never be the same again. I want to journey. I want to go with God. What God wants, I want to do something to live for. I have something to live for. I have something to live for. God is calling you to live for more. Live for more than yourself live for more than your dreams your dreams are not big enough there are some people in the bible who were very greedy after they met their own personal dreams they began to pursue the dreams of god you know peter was one a fisherman one day he got he got a catch of fish that was bigger than he could ever dream it was two boats full of fish catch ever and it was caught by the word of god which says throw your net over to the other side which means we know the prosperity of god but peter left everything and followed after jesus christ what are you going to leave today to run after righteousness what are you going to leave today to go out of the grace of god what are you going to leave today to find the power that's in god because the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in the fields which when a man finds he sells everything he has and he may buy that one field is it possible that the troubles in your life are are due to the fact that you have half submission to god you are trading with god you're negotiating with god could it be that god put you inside a bind because you're not totally yielded to god your trust is not complete could it be that god is restricting permitting the devil to even restrict you because you're not in sync with god rise up today make a new covenant with god let's stand up as we close your lord i pledge my life to you i pledge my life to you say it to you by your own words in your own way say lord i pledge my life to you i pledge my life to you i want to do your will 
I don't want to be satisfied by money, by picky, by fame. I don't want to be moved by the things of this world. I don't want to be the one who is all about fame and fortune. I don't want to be tied for money or I don't want to be about money. I don't just want to be about the things of this world. I don't want to just die for money or fame or things or glory. I want to die for the honor of Christ. I want to die for the kingdom of God. I want to live for Christ. I want to live for Christ. Say it in your own words. I can hear you this morning. Please live for Christ. Your left hand and your right. You're not going to stand with you in judgment. Lift up your voice and say, I want to live for Christ. I want to stand with Christ. I want to declare his glory. I want to be that evangelist. I want to be a man of faith. I want to be full of power. I want to be full of the strength of Yahweh. I want the Holy Spirit to partner with me. Holy Spirit, I welcome you. His partnership. Take me to a new place where I hear your voice. Take me to a new place where I walk with you. Where I live in obedience. Where your call and your life and your voice is bigger than every other voice. Raise me up, oh, from carnal things, oh, Holy Spirit. Raise me up, oh, God, from the mundane. Plant me in you. Plant me in the totality of your will. Bring your grace to pass in my life. Yes, Lord God, I yield myself to you. 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 Can have. I yield myself to you. You can have it all. Oh uh-huh.